0: Hey guys, you are listening to the Rima Chapel podcast, which brings the message of Jesus Christ to the lost all across the globe. Today's speaker is our own pastor, Reverend Samuel donko pastor of Rima Chapel Bilbao, Germany. Hope you enjoy the message. We were talking about, uh, uh, sons and fathers and, uh. What I want to say with sons and fathers is that this thing is so important that we can learn so many things from history concerning sons and fathers. In the book of Psalms, Psalm 41, I think the verse number 5 and 6. Can somebody read that one for me? Today, I need somebody to preach with me. Psalm 41. Ah, good. If you are just de- just raise your hand. Let's also have your, your voice also captured on tape. It's good for all of us. Psalm 41 verse 5. Psalm 41. Mm-hmm. My enemies speak evil of me. When shall he die and his name perish? We do add verse 6? And if he comes... Verse 7, verse 8. Verse 6. And if he come to see me, he speaketh vanity. His heart gathereth iniquity to itself. When he goeth abroad, he telleth it. Verse 7. All that hate me whisper together against me. Against me do they devise my heart. Verse 8. An evil disease, say day, cleaveth fast unto him. And now that he lieth, he shall rise up no more. Add the verse 9, my familiar friend. Yea, my own familiar friend, in whom I trusted, which did eat of my bread, has lifted up his heels against me. Amen. You will notice that this whole thing is about fighting your poster- hey, posterity, fighting your legacy, because there are those who understand this thing about legacy. Those of you who know a little bit of history, you know that uh, when Nebuchadnezzar, his kingdom was uh, faded out, it is the uh, Middle or Medo-Persians who took over. But after them came the Greeks, led by Alexander the Great from Macedonia. If you know your history very well, you will know that Alexander the Great was somebody who was like a war machine he was young and somehow the one thing that was uh, firing him up to do what he was doing was just conquest. Whatever caused him to do that nobody knows but the man was fighting so well and fighting so hard that he conquered a very very big land including Palestine well We know the man did not even have time enough to marry, have a home, raise children. Am I talking to somebody? And this is a king we are talking about. Because that didn't used to be problems for people who were kings in those days. But for Alexander, it was. Why? Because the man was so focused that he went all out and just did this thing. And somehow, he just died young like that. Now, what happened to his empire? Immediately after he died, he didn't have some kind of dynasty, you know, that one would say, okay, then somebody ruled, no, 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 no. His generals, four of them, they just, just divided the empire like that. Now, this is what we are talking about in Psalm 41, the verse number 5, where they want to make sure that they cut your name off, so that when you labor, It doesn't stay with your family. Outsiders are the ones who enjoy of your labor. Do you know what it was for a to have what he had? The man actually sacrificed the whole of his life, the whole of his youth for that. But guess what? The thing didn't remain with them. Why? Because he was cut off before he started. So when we are talking about sons and we are talking about daughters, please, you must understand that we are The kind of people who who want to look a little bit beyond our time. We want to see a little bit further into the future. And trust me, the devil has a certain tendency of, okay, you serve God, one for me, one for you. It's a story, I won't go too deep into that. But the fact is that uh, this this one is for God, serving God. How can i work on this one so that his children will serve me so that his child will serve me that's how it is so one for me one for you one for me one for you that's the devil's game the problem with the devil's game is that when the devil is able to get one person to serve him now it's very difficult for the next generation not to follow that one person so things will go down 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 and then they go down So, you see, sons and daughters are critical. They are very necessary. The God who gave the human beings the ability to procreate understands that that is the way you pass on any good stuff. Anything that is good, you don't pass it on to strangers. You don't pass it on to friends. You don't pass it on to neighbors. You don't pass it on to people who are around you. You don't pass it on to classmates. They can't take care of it. But you pass it on to sons. So we were establishing, for example, uh, last time, that God had an issue with Abraham. Or or Abraham had an issue with God because he went to God and said, God, you know what? My own self, you say you will bless me. And true, true, I'm blessed. Because if I look at myself like this, silver, gold, man servants, maid servants, I mean, when it comes to money, Abraham can talk and say, money is not the issue at all. The euro is not the issue at all. Dollars are not the issue at all. I, when it comes to dollars, me, I will not worry you because I have more than enough. He can say, but when it comes to looking beyond my stage, to look at my future. It's not good. Because I have somebody who is a servant, or born to a servant in my house. And this person is the one who is going to inherit all this. God, isn't this a travesty of justice? And trust me, when you serve God, you don't just serve God for yourself. If God will have his own way, the service you are serving God, it will speak not just for you, but for your children, your children's children, your children's children. As a matter of fact, God said if he has his own way, it will speak for the next 10 generations. So I want you to understand, my dear friends, that we are in a situation where we actually need fathers to arise. We need fathers to arise in the home. So that there are real fathers in the home. We need fathers to arise. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. In the workplace. So that we don't end up being a people who will be paid for doing nothing. We are getting to the place where some people think that AI is the way to go. Some of you know what I'm talking about. And I'm looking, I was speaking to a a friend of mine who was an educator. He was telling me that by 2030, the level, the kind of educations we are having, you can forget them. Some of the degrees and things that people have and they are pompous about, it's like you can have that degree, but AI will be better than you. In other words, you say you are a doctor, but there's a robot that has more command of the data that you have or the info that you have in you that makes you a doctor than you yourself. So our world is changing drastically, changing fast. The challenges that came to some of us when we were... We're young people. It's not the same challenges that is coming to our children. The the various doors by which the enemy can come in and destroy our heritage has greatly multiplied. We are in a generation where if we don't really stand and be focused in what we do, I'm sorry, we'll be extinct in no time. That's why it's important to understand that when Abraham prayed to God in this manner, God validated his prayer. Any prayer you pray, that God will say no, you prayed amiss. Trust me. He will not answer that prayer. But if you pray any prayer that is correct, this is the prayer God will answer. And we see from Scripture that God actually, he answered the prayer of Abraham because he gave me a son. Well, That means that legacy is important to God. That means that those who will carry on after we have left is important to God. If we say we want our own place of worship, do we want our own place of worship only because of us? Because, excuse me, excuse me, how long is your lifetime, lifetime? If you are like me, you have already crossed 50. Then you can believe God for the next 50. <laughs> but not too much after that. <laughs> are you, are you, and, and trust me, 50 years come so fast. So, 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 it shouldn't be about us. And it shouldn't be about what we are doing. It should be about the fact that one day God remembered Germany, sent some black people here who knew God. Because when the fire dies from the altar, you cannot put the sacrifice wrong unless you kindle the fire fresh. And God knows that the fire on the altar in this country is about to die. That's why He sent some people here. You know, I'm looking at the news. Do you know that, uh, excuse me, people like you and I, they are still coming over the Mediterranean. And I'm like, man-oh, man-oh, man-oh. Some people drag us unwillingly to the Americas, to the West Indies, etc., etc., Screaming and kicking. Now, there is no screaming and kicking. But they are so plotted against us that we are actually screaming and kicking to go out and be enslaved. And I said, this one is a travesty. Until the blacks rise up, So that we are able to give God a good name. What do I mean by give God a good name? A black man must be able to rise in this country and do good. I'm sorry, I'm not a politician. I was so happy when Barack Obama won to become president of the U.S. But the guy is so misguided that what he did gives me a lot of concern. Let me digress a little bit and say this. What do you do with your kids? Are you the kind of people who speak disparagely of your children? When your people your children make mistakes, do you go out of your way to make them the brand of jokes and laughter? Let's be careful how we allow somebody to laugh. At the generation that is supposed to be leaders tomorrow. Because if we are not careful. And we are allowing things. And we say oh they are simple jokes. They are not simple jokes. They are simple jokes to people who will not lead. But to a man who will lead. They mean a lot. Do you remember that. When uh, Sarah saw. That Hagar's son. Actually Hagar was teaching her son. To mock at Isaac. He said no. This woman's son cannot remain in this house. You know why? Because they are weakening our son. Now let me try to explain to you. How many of you know that Saul was interested more in the opinion of men than in the opinion of God? Because probably in his childhood somewhere, he was the brand for jokes and for laughter for everything. So he feared... People against you, people joking at you, people mocking you, more than God. Come look at Donald Trump today. How many of you will want to be in his position? The whole press is against you. How many of you can survive still doing what you believe in? With the kind of pressure that is coming up on that man. It meant that somewhere in his shadow, somebody protected him from these things. So some of those jokes and uh, some of those things was not targeted to him. So he didn't have weakness. So today he's strong. Trust me, I really respect that man for, for the kind of strength because I don't know I'm a pastor. But if every day the, 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 the newspapers in Beliefeld they are always against me and every time they want to interview me and they are attacking me, harassing me like that how long will I continue like that before I want to disappear from this country? so watch what happens to your kids because it may compromise the ability to lead don't you allow people to mock them people to laugh at them people to make them the brand of jokes and, and, and create a psychological situation in their life where the moment the people are blaming them they run away you think you can blame Donald Trump and he will resign? no because that weakness is not in him so please, I, I I want to plead with you. I want to plead with you. Some of us have not seen some of those things as serious matters. So somewhere, for example, if if I, if I had seen it earlier, that God was okay. Let me let me let me try to break this thing down a little bit. Do you know that when uh, uh, the maid servant ran away, the first time it was the maid servant herself who ran away? Am I right about that? When she ran away from God or from her mistress, the angel came and said, You know what? Go back and submit to her. Meaning that the reason you are suffering today, you are tested today, and you may likely die, is because you are not submissive. So go back and do the one thing that will keep you comfortable in that house. She left, came back, but was technical and political about the submission. Because we learn later on that immediately she saw her son, she began to look at Sarah some way. Now the point I want to ask is: uh, it was their culture in those days. Even Jacob, he married two women sisters. They had maidservants. The man married all of them too. How many of those maidservants got up and did what Hagar did? So they remain in the house completely. I believe that the only reason why God gave the two stimulants, God agreed with, uh, with Sarah that this person must go, is because he's going to compromise the leadership that uh, 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 Isaac will have. And so God was so sensitive about that, that God said, look, send her away, listen to your wife and do it. Don't allow people to play with these little little ones. Don't allow people to be mocking, mocking them. All. And if you bring their children to church, keep your eyes on them. Some people have gone to church and they were sexually abused in church. It should never happen in this house. People, some people who are hating God, they are not hating God for nothing though. Because they went to a place where God was supposed to be there and that was a place where they were sexually abused. I don't want you to, to 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 just be handling these children anyhow, please. Let's keep our eye on them like this is the star that will cause our face to be in the newspaper some day to cap. having said that, let me go on that we we made reference to Abraham, we made reference to Zelophehad and we said that these people all show that when you are talking about sons, you are not talking about the gender of the person. But you are talking about what will be used to preserve what is achieved, the sweat and the labor for the next generation. Why? Because Zelophehad had only daughters. but we see that their ability to Inherit or receive legacy was guaranteed by God. Okay. Then the next thing we went on to say is that the role of sons, maybe that's where we stop. The role of sons was for defense. Psalm 127, verse 3 to 5. Don't worry, I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't stretch this thing. When it's time for me to close, I will close. At least I want you to sit. I don't want you to, do to work out of me. So I'll Psalm one twenty seven, verse three to five. Are you there with me? I'm reading. Lo, children are a heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is His reward. Verse four: As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Please notice this. A mighty man cannot be mighty without his arrows. Because one of the reasons he's mighty is because of his weapons. So, when the Bible is saying that a mighty man cannot be mighty without his arrows, it means that a human being or a believer too can also not be mighty without his shield. Are you okay with me? Good, let me continue. Happy is the man that have his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed. Meaning that these people who have got these kids, they will not be ashamed. In other words, although their enemy will may work hard and sweat hard to try and put them to shame, their children is the ones that God will use to do what? To speak with the enemies in the gate. Do you speak a language of friendship to an enemy? No. You resist the enemy. So, the children are the ones that will resist the enemy. Now, listen. These children that we are having, one of the things we need to understand is God's intent is that they will be for defense. In other words, if Rima Chapel has got sons and daughters, these will be the people who will defend the house. When all of our where people are talking bad about us. And listen, it's not everybody who is talking bad about us who is uh, berested, who is right to talk bad about us. Some people are talking bad simply because they are jealous. Sometimes some people will talk bad about you because your wife is treating you fine and for him his wife is giving wahala. It's the truth I'm telling you. Sometimes somebody will talk bad about you simply because your children are doing good or doing well at school and his or her children are not doing well. Then they begin to talk bad about you. If you are guiding your children or you are keeping your eyes on your children because one of the things they say is that they say uh, concentration Is the matter of progress. If a man cannot focus. If a man cannot concentrate. He will not have progress. So. When you are concentrated on your children. Because you know that these children. They are weapons. How many of you know that knife. Is a weapon. You can use it to cut to cook. You can use it also. To choke somebody. To harm him. So, you see, the children can be weaponized against your enemies. But at the same time, the enemies can weaponize your children against you. So, what we need to understand is that the Bible says that our children should be weaponized against the enemy. Not weaponized against us. You know, when you are part of this house and you really want to be part of this house, don't allow yourself to be weaponized against us. When people are saying negative things about us, don't join them. When people are pulling us down, don't join them. A major strategy, a favorite strategy of, 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 of the spirit of witchcraft is always to use your tongue first to come at people. Why at all do you think that uh, Balak called for Balaam or Balaam and then he said, these people who are come from this land of Egypt, they are too mighty. And the way I see it, if I go straight ahead to attack them with my army, I will not succeed. But I have learned that for you, when you are speaking, your words connect to the spirit realm. So you know what? Come and curse these people for me. Because I am convinced that whom you curse is cursed and whom you bless is blessed. Perchance, when you curse them, then I will have chance to over, oh, uh, what do you call it? Over, overcome them and destroy them. Listen, when people are using their tongues against you and you hear, don't keep quiet though. Me, I've heard some, some of those things and I've kept quiet before and I didn't know. I was very ignorant. I said, ah, he who God blessed, no man can curse. Let them say whatever they are saying. If God is not agreeing, it will not stand. But is it not the same scripture that said, every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, you shall condemn." So if I'm refusing to do my part and then what God says shouldn't work against me is actually working against me. Now God where he don't get fault. or me where he don't get fault. Tell me now. <laughs> Who is at fault? Is it God's fault or, or is it mine? So you see some of us have made some of those mistakes. We have heard some of those things. We have just dismissed it. We have not confronted it and so it has affected us. I'm challenging you When you are a son of the house, use your mouth to speak good about this house. Let me move from this house and come to your family. When your neighbors are talking bad about your son, you too will talk bad about your son. What is wrong with you? Don't you understand that what you say is what God will use? If you are hearing people say negative things about your son, you are not saying anything, That is the reason why for the last 10 years, he's not changing. But if you're hearing people say negative things about your son and you are saying positive. Ah, this my son is not a son of disgrace. God never gave me this boy to disgrace me. Oh, this boy, he will just wake up one of these days. And before you know it, he's going to be one of the best guys in town. So they say, but you all say. People are talking negative about your marriage, about your husband. There are some women, they just want to hear negative. Please. If somehow, your upbringing has made you a negative person, so that you cannot trust, because of that, you are comfortable hearing the negative. Now you are in the kingdom of God change they are so happy the moment somebody will come and say "Hey, hey, this your husband watch him well the way I see him smiling to some ladies I tell you then you are like "Eh, you see God suspected him I knew he was look at you now you are supposed to say good things so that God will use the good things to counteract the agenda of the devil against your family But if you are saying, well, 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 this man, the way I saw him, I just knew. Listen, excuse me, excuse me. Excuse me, excuse me. Excuse me, double, (laughs) double. When you are dating a man, you are not supposed to be having sex with them. That is supposed to happen after they have become your husband or your wife. But if in the course of the dating, something like that happens, I want to put it to you that the man, he didn't rape you. You two, you were part of the problem. So if we are looking at him like he cannot be trusted because he knew what was right, he didn't do it. You two, what about you? That one just happened. So, please forgive me. I don't intend to be upon anybody's back. But all I'm trying to say is that let us be careful that the devil does not weapon us. Weaponize us. I have some metals in my mouth so they disturb my way. (laughs) When I'm talking, it disturbs me. (laughs) But let us be careful so that the devil does not weaponize us against the things rather that we are supposed to be weaponized to protect. God expects you to protect your family. God expects you to protect your children. God expects you to protect your, 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 your marriage. God expects you to protect your income. And if people are saying things that is bringing you down, God does not expect you to join them. God expects you to counter what they say so that by virtue of you countering what they say, he can work for you. You see because if if everybody is saying ah ask for this girl she's not this thing. And she's not this, and then you are like well everybody is saying excuse me I'll say something. You have adults here so let me say. it. One time a woman said ah, ask for this my daughter She's so spoiled, if she finds a penis in the gutter, she'll clean it up and just use it. How can somebody say this kind of statement about his own child? Understand that in the realms of the spirit, it is testimonies. Listen, you see, there is no court that can take any decision without witnesses and without testimonies. So, in the realms of the spirit, these things, they have a heavy weight. You see, so that when the devil wants to really drive your daughter to the prostitution house, to the red light district, and then God wants to intervene, the devil will say, Mm-mm-mm-mm. even his own mother, her own mother is saying that, this one. So, what are you trying to, why are you trying to interfere? Also, as a self-extension allow it to happen. The many things which we are going through today, some people who were supposed to use their mouth to protect and defend us. They did it the opposite way. That's why we are in what we are we are going through. So my dear friends. Let us have people who are true sons. What do I mean by true sons? A true son will not join the enemy. He will join his father. Because he understands. That whatever is achieved. It is his. You know. Um, some of you may like to me i like history i like a lot of history there's one video on the on youtube the plantagenets and it's about how the royal families evolved how for example there's a king of england who is also king of france it didn't happen automatically it came from certain people and it was through certain things but as i was watching that video do you know one of the interesting things that happened When the French people actually realized that these people were too strong, they would take over the whole of France, what the guy did was, he went after his children, and he made friends with the man's children, so that at a certain point, the the people who were an enemy to his father, the king, who was ruling in England, his own children were siding with him. To the extent that when there was some war, they they even went to the extent where they managed to get his own wife. A divided house cannot stand. So, what am I trying to say from here? When we have sons, who are true sons, whose heart is uh, loyal to the house, uh, please, you can write this one and search it out. Plantagenes, planter, and then G-E-N-E- TS. Once you give it in, you will see. And and it's very interesting reading because I'm like, Jesus said this thing long time ago and now people are allowing the thing to play out. So today there is the king of England or the queen of England cannot claim that she's also a king of France. You know why? Because that undermining took place and they cut the thing off. Meanwhile, those were their rights from the very beginning. So church, I'm trying to say that we need spiritual sons and daughters in this house. We need men and women who know that this house is mine. We need people who know that, look, my, my owner is tied to this house. So, when people are insulting this house, they are insulting me. That means, if somebody is insulting this house, uh, you just look at him and say, hey, my friend, what's your language? Babatola, what's your language? oh." <laughs> Watch your language? (laughs) Because you may not know where the next blow is coming from and it will land on you and floor you. Because you know I am there. And I consider myself a son of the place. And you dare to say this in my face? Are you intending to insult me and make an enemy out of me? You know what? Your posture will cause some people to back off. Same thing must happen in your homes. You shouldn't even be encouraging a son who likes to go and make sure outside. And he doesn't care about his own house. I'm talking about the boy who will go and cut the neighbor's edges. Meanwhile, the hedge in his own house is butchered. <laughs> and he won't cut it. Because when the people will give him this good roof, this good name, then he's running around because the people are hailing him. When you raise a son like that, he will be like Saul. He would never, never be able to fulfill his assignment in life. You see, because when the time comes for him to stand with God, he will say, I was afraid of the people and obeyed their voice. Don't do that. I hope somebody is getting helped here. Our children must be weaponized for us. If we leave the enemy to weaponize our children, a day is going to come when we will be weeping. Because you are there and then the police is you are getting uh is it unwof from the police. And then they are like, Well you know what, your son uh, and some other boy they uh, the loom, eh? They went and picked something from the loom they didn't pay. And so it's and then they are coming. And then it becomes your problem. Am I trying to tell you something? That means that the enemy is weaponizing your own children against yourself. But these children according to the Bible, the Bible says "What they shall speak with the enemy in the gate. They are the ones who will turn away shame from us. May the Lord give us men and women who will turn shame away from us i've heard of many people say well as for that church remember chapel i've been there before uh, but i left and they are saying it in a way that they want to say that the pastor is the one to blame well if that is the case then perhaps every person who left jesus he can say that jesus is to blame because whereas he's saying if you don't eat my blood and you don't drink my this thing flesh then you are none of me then that is one of the reasons what else he is saying that, look, he who does not deny himself, he cannot follow me. He who doesn't deny mama or papa or house or goose, he cannot be my disciple. He's making things too hard. Listen, I can preach such a gospel that anybody will feel comfortable in this church. But if you preach that kind of gospel and they are comfortable, trust me, your children will not be safe. People will be going, you listen, we are in a country where. Even your boys can be molested in this church. And sometimes some of those molestation does not come from one would have expected because I've heard stories of uh, some maid that was a bit older molesting some of the little children that is supposed to take care of. But we are in a situation where some adult men can molest men who this where we are in now is more dangerous than where we used to be. So, my dear friends, I am trying to make a statement here that Rima Chapel, our strength will be based upon the number of sons or daughters that we actually have. They always say the success of anything is based upon the number of hearts you have in it, not the number of persons. If you are here, please let your heart be here with us. This man, I want to be very careful. Because by the time I'm saying, now, those of you who are not doing anything there, don't go there. They'll say, pastor is now becoming, is practicing witchcraft. You want to control everybody. It's true. When somebody is overly controlling, you actually know that it's not from God. Listen, I am not afraid of this church breaking up. I'm not afraid. I don't intend to do anything for this church to break up. And, and I'm trying to say that I'm not afraid of when I'm trying to do the right thing. And then people say, okay, we'll vote with our legs. And then I will like, okay, allow myself to be manipulated. I'm not afraid of that. That is the one thing that I've always encouraged myself so that I can be strong. Because believe me, preaching the truth doesn't make you popular. There used to be a time in America when, when you said that uh, abortion is not right. everybody will be against you. Even they will give you a a dismissal letter from the place where you work. Today, because of one man, that kind of thing is becoming a bit questionable. You couldn't do that so easy because this was somebody who was not afraid to say that we need to celebrate life. We cannot be saying that children are being, uh, uh, what do you call it, held in uh, prison camps, labor camps, concentration comes, and that is a concern for us, whilst at the same time, we can say a woman has a right to kill children, he can even kill them after they are born. That is lie. That is hypocrisy. So you see, uh, the point I want to make is that we need to sit up. Because, when God gives you a son, biologically speaking, he has given you a tool, a weapon. When God gives you a son, spiritually speaking, he has given you a tool, a weapon. What do I intend to do? I intend to weaponize the sons and the daughters in this house to defend the house. Because I believe that if we have defenders, this house will be strong. And that's the same thing you should do. Don't stand for your own children to get up and then when you are having some some misunderstanding with your neighbor, your children go and join your neighbor. Don't do that. They, they, are, they were given to you so that they will have to defend you. And if you don't understand it, and then they become tools the enemy is using to harass your life, that is the opposite of what God wants. And I want to encourage you, my dear friends, because I think I should be ending on this. I want to encourage you by saying, listen, God doesn't do anything haphazard. There are three kinds of fathers God can give a man. God can give you a biological father, a parent. There are things he's supposed to do. This father, what he would do or what he can do, none of the other sons can do in your life. That means that if there's an issue, don't just get up and follow a son. Because a son cannot give you the blessing a father can give. Do you know that this quote of many colors that um, Joseph received was a prophetic statement of the kind of uh, multifaceted role he was to play in life? Do you know that it is that quote actually, which was one of the reasons why they hated him, because that quote meant that Papa has a, uh, this child has got a special place in Papa's heart. May I submit to you that all of you, you have a special place in Papa's heart. And I want to tell you that anything that concerns you is important to God. That is the reason why there is nothing that concerns you that you spend some sleepless nights about that God will not do for you. I want you to get to the place where you know that anything is possible because Papa is God. Some people will speak to him as the boss. But when you talk to him, you are talking to Papa. And that's where the difference is. And so, my dear friends, let's not allow the enemy to create a situation where we who are supposed to desire and and, and yearn for the Father's blessing, so much so, we are swayed by public opinion and we go after the sons. Listen, there are two kinds of people in the church. Two kinds of people. According to The book of uh, Matthew chapter 13. I think verse. the verse I'm not so sure of right now. But Jesus said that the kingdom of heaven is like a net which a man took and cast into the sea. And when he pulled it out, when it was full, he pulled it out. He caught all kinds of meat. Sorry, all kinds of fish. But he just used two adjectives. Some were good, some were bad. He sat down, separated the good from the bad. The good he kept, the bad he threw away. It's not everybody who comes to church that you can call good. And and there are some people who come to church, they are coming only because God wants to flip on a certain switch in their life. And after that switch is flipped on, he's going to send them away somewhere else. So, when you look at everybody and then they are saying things and you are following them, it's not the right thing to do. Number two, God gives some people uh, people who are fathers in a spiritual sense. Because you see, what a father can do in the natural, spiritually too, a father can do. This is the reason why when somebody is, is your pastor or something, there are some things he can do that other people cannot do. I've heard uh, a story told about a man who was here in Europe. I won't tell you because uh, anyway. But the fact is, she was going through, or they were going through problems. And so, they started sending money and sending gifts all over. They came from Nigeria. So, eventually, he landed, landed at uh, Dr. Adeboye's uh, place. And Adeboye was the only person who told the person the truth he should tell them boys said, look, I am praying with you, but that is not enough. You need to go to your pastor where you go to church and ask your pa- tell your pastor about it and ask him to pray for you. The reason is simple. When your pastor prays, it's not the same like when other people pray. Do you, do you understand what I'm trying to say? So, other people can be able to, 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 to push you along but there are things they cannot do. And I want to challenge you, my dear friends, don't play with your spiritual father or you play with your spiritual um, pastor or your man of God. Why? Because he's giving a certain grace where things that he will declare will just happen. I've told some people in this church before that me, whilst we were even small, I've seen uh, aids go into remission. But when we saw these people, they were having a lot of problems. They had, uh, is it two children? Eh? Two very small children. Mama was always depressed because he, she claims that Papa has brought uh, death into the family. And, and you want to uh, I w- you will die, I will die, and then who will be taking care of this, our little children. That's what, That was the thing. But guess what? They didn't leave this country in that state. When they left this country, everything was cool. The medical people said the thing has gone into remission. Because that's what they will say. For me, whether you say it's gone remission or whatever, the important thing is that uh, uh, HIV is no more having effect to destroy in this family. And that was for me what is important. Several years later, I don't know how many years, maybe seven to ten years or five years okay because when this thing happened we were not here it happened when we were in, in Zenestadt, right then we moved to overhousing I don't know how many years we spent in overhousing eight years in overhousing and then we came back again and it is when we were angered that they came to visit and these children have grown even the woman herself has gone on to better her education she even has her masters or something And I'm like, I just thank God. Listen, I'm telling you things, not to control you, but to let you know that there is a way God does things. If you understand God's ways, you will have results which other people would not or cannot normally have. It's important for us to know you don't play with your spiritual parents. And then you will have some kind of parent that is not a biological parent. Some people will call this person a mentor. A mentor is somebody who will take you from where you are and send you somewhere else. So mentors are also important because those kinds of individuals, if you don't meet them, certain things don't happen. I was with a friend yesterday, and I'll be concluding on that. And he said, he was talking to a particular friend of his in the UK. And the guy said, well, I am now a a, a traffic warden. Meaning that they are the one of the people who give tickets, you know, if you don't pack away. Well. And so he said to this guy, why are you a traffic warden in the UK of all places? You have finished this form and you are a traffic warden. Don't you know that to be satisfied with being just a traffic warden means you are changing yourself for less? I encourage you, go and do some courses to add to your life. It will change things. Well, as we are talking right now, he's one of the big people in the police in the UK. Because there was a mentor, there was a man who can speak into his life. Then there was another guy also. He had finished university, he had his first degree, and then he came here. And you know, when you come under the radar, <laughs> What helps most of those people is you have to marry. But he said, "Ah, but you, you have a wife at home. If you come and you are marrying somebody else and I know you to be a believer, this thing is going to be a big problem. Nobody really know how this thing is going to end. You know what? I don't think that this is the right place for you. If it is possible, try and make it to the U.S. Well, as we speak right now, the person managed to make his way to the U.S. And guess what? He, he has managed to uh, bring his wife to. He has gone on guard his master's. He's in a very good job. Things are working well. And I asked him, so these people, are they still in touch with you? He said, oh, yes. They call. Every now and then, before you know, they are calling, they are sharing things. And, and the guy, the policeman in the U.K., is always saying, Boss. So, what point am I trying to make? In life, when you think that you are the ultimate. So, you don't want to submit to nobody. You will miss great opportunities in life. And in this house, we pray that God will give us men and women who understand. Listen, my heart is such that if somebody is a son in this house, the highest place will be their limit. And I tell you, I am not afraid to declare big things in their life. Because I know when I do it, God will do it. So, I want to challenge you, my dear friends. I'm ending on that note. Let us believe God. For God to bring the spirit of true sonship into our homes, into our church. God give us the opportunity because there is no such thing as a son when there is no father. So that God will give us also the grace to play the role of fathers. A father is not a, an easy person. Some people, they have a bad reputation because they want to be a good father. Every time they have to have one eye in the situation. And they say, ah, this my, my papa is, a, what do you call it? They call it, they give them all kinds of names. Only because they want to help. And you know what? Those of you who are afraid to have bad names, you can't be good fathers. They say, make your children your friends. It's only true in one sense. True in the sense that you can be friends to your children, but your children cannot be friends to you. Mm. Or am I saying it wrong? Let me try and make sure I'm getting it right. Your children should see you as a friend, but your children, you cannot see your children as friends. Because the fact is, there are things you can share with a friend. There are things when you share with your children, you will damage them. When there's a quarrel, there's a misunderstanding, don't weaponize your children against your, your spouse. Those are things you shouldn't be doing, it will destroy them. Am I, am I talking to somebody? So, my dear friends, let me just stop here. I think that we should pray. And just two things. May God bring us sons. Number two, may God cause our children, biological or otherwise, to become people who are weaponized against our enemies. So that we don't have to fight certain battles ourselves. Our children will fight those battles for us. Shall we be on our feet? Thank you for taking our time to tune in. For more information on our services, visit our website www.wimachapu.org. You can also join us for our weekly conference calls on Thursdays. More details on our website. Also make sure to check our Facebook, Instagram and YouTube platforms.